Do you have a call to Gwail? It's Hot Lee Sports Center on Scarab Bay Community Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. And welcome once again to Sports Center here on Scarab Bay Community Radio in association with Dark Credit Union. On today's show, I'm joined as always by Corporate Center Pat McNamara. Also joined in studio by our regular uh, sport analyst, uh, Kevin O'Regan. And we have two special guests in studio today, two great East Clare men who captured the hearts not only of, Count of East Clare, Clare and all over the country last Sunday when Clare captured they being the first team from Clare to win both Munster and All-Ireland Championship at minor level in the one year. And we're joined by two members of that brilliant full-back line. Uh, first of all, the full-back, Ronan Keane from Kilnina, and of course, the captain from Allahan on Gunning. Les, fall to Galea. Thanks. Thanks for coming, Les. Pat, what a weekend of, of hurling. You know, we previewed it here last week. Everybody went for a Clare win. And by God, did just uh, clear less deliver yeah. in space last Sunday. Yeah, and I suppose the young lads themselves, they know what they have done, but I think that they learn a piece of further as they get older. Lads of, the rest of us following Clare over the last 40 or 50 years and seen so many bad days, you know, these days are absolutely magic. And to sit down and understand the last day, watching these lads, what in the months, but particularly in the All-Ireland final, when this was, they were written off by a lot of pundits, including the comment, the commenters on the, um, on the TV broadcast. They were outstanding. And I mean, there's some superb ambassadors for Clare Holding, for East Clare Holding, for the clubs, the families, the whole lot. Uh, and the two lads here are, are two of the greats. Uh, and I don't say it lightly, and we you know they've got lots of praise all day, but they deserve it. So we knew it was the best full-back line probably in the country at minor level, and they proved it. And uh, unfortunately, Rowan got injured before half-time, just when he was beginning to dominate big big, big time. Uh, Owen continued to dominate the whole game. And uh, look, at for Clare fans... These are magic days, you know, the Cena's Munster final in the 20s, very, very good team, and look at the loose to Cork. But these minors have just brought, brought a new level, really, and uh, as a club level will be hoping that Killeen and Bradford and all the other clubs will benefit from these lads in the future, but also the Clare that they will hopefully continue to keep the same vein and keep fit and keep well and healthy. But just tremendous honour to both of them, I just the heartiest congratulations. They brought a lot of joy to a lot of people in County Clare, I can tell you that, and long they continue to do so. And Kevin, it will continue, you know, there's no doubt about that, you know, very grounded. You can see from talking off air to these two young lads, they're very, very grounded. And I know Owen said in the speech during the week that there's a lot more to come, you know, as in, in the years to come. And there's no doubt he, he, he nailed that. No, absolutely. The future is so bright for the two men sitting either side of me, Owen and, and Rowan and, and, and all their teammates. Like, the one thing that sh- shines out is... Like they're still only under seventeen and eleven maturity and composure that the, and resilience they showed last uh, last Sunday against Galway was, was remarkable and throughout the campaign. And I think the the tough campaign that Clare had right through to the All Ireland final stood some, whereas Galway probably an easy, easier path to the final. Um, like uh, the one thing I'd ask him to do, and I'm sure it, uh, it's not just me, but I, I think they'll, they'll they'll be asking themselves of it as well. Let this let this just be the the first chapter in a long story career both for their clubs which is hugely important but particularly for Clare um, they've been a joy to watch a joy to follow and um, congratulations to them as Pat said they're credit to themselves their families and their clubs there's no doubt about it Owen we'll start, we'll start with you right look at it's your second year on, 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 on the team right and it was heartbreak last year on the, on the double you know losing the Munster final on a penalty shootout the only time it has ever happened mm. and then to come up again you know the eventual you know runners up in, in Offaly who were probably robbed in Dallas Island afterwards but last year did that really drive you on over the winter to push it to a new level uh, a higher level even this year 
Yeah, look, we had a tough last year, like losing the Munster final and the Ireland semi-final. It's it's hard, but we learnt a lot. Like there was, I think, eight of us involved that was still there this year, and we didn't really want that to happen again. Like we drove it on to to all the lads in training and that just to just not them not like not let it happen again. Like just to keep going for the whole championship and just like things worked out for us this year. Like and it was great. And of course, you know that first night below in Shannon, that dirty, horrible, mm-hmm. horrible night when you know it was the start again Tipperary. Okay, there was a blip again, again Limerick, but that was all all turned around. Probably maybe it was a wake up call for everyone. Maybe at that time, just to focus in again and get moving again. Yeah, look, James said it to me today. Actually, James Hegarty said that losing to Limerick was probably the best thing that happened to us all year because it gave us that bit of a kick up the arse. Like we needed to kind of prepare. We needed to prepare better, but like we we said it afterwards that we didn't probably. As a management group and as players, we didn't prepare properly. We didn't like look at Limerick as much as we should have, and we maybe went in thinking that, oh, we're after beating Tip now. They're the All Ireland champions. Maybe, maybe the, like we're going to go on and do it all, and that probably wasn't the way to be thinking. But we sorted out after, and like we didn't lose the game after that. So whatever we did, it worked. It, it worked. And Ronan, you know, uh, as Owen said there, as a player and the management. He walked it out, and there's no doubt about it. There is a, definitely you could see from the performance last Sunday. You wouldn't get a performance like that unless there's a close bond. But there's also a close bond with the management that, you know, they're able to push the right buttons to to get you moving, you know, in in the right direction. Uh, yeah, look, the Limerick game, as Owen said, was definitely a wake up call. Like the training and training levels definitely improved after that as well. Uh, the bandness in the group as well is is very tight. Like, it's the tightest group I've ever been a part of anyway. Definitely club or county like and it's just Donald Maloney there gave a speech on Wednesday evening like and just best speech I've ever heard anyway. You know, that kind of stuff like it's great to have such a good management team behind you like 'cause they've all been there and they've all they've all played for Clare, you know, they've been there and done it before, like, you know, and it's great to have Donald's experience now during the week. Uh leading into the game, yeah. Yeah. You know, giving us tips and things and how to prepare for an All Ireland final. And do you know, there was this kind of a cloak of invincibility around Galway team, like, you know, <coughs> and he was just saying not to be afraid of him, right? And don't give him any respect, you know, because that's how we felt all year, you know, Galway, you know, they came through all games kind of easy, you know, but we were confident within the group like that. We had a performance in us to definitely at least bring him down to the wire, anyway, and I think. Sure, scoreline reflected that. And Ronan and and Ronan first maybe is my my neighbour and my former mate over at Flagmont School. Um, you know, he had a campaign in Munster that's really really tough. You know, every game is a big question mark. Every game is physical. Every game is intense. Maybe Galway didn't have that and had their big margins. And even though they were touted, as you said, with the cloak of invincibility. That campaign he'd got through was sent to you in a big game. You know, you had the, you'd be hardened and you were tough and you could take an awful lot of knocks during the game, which is exactly what happened. You got knocks early in the game and came back from them. So your preparation was probably tougher, but stood to you probably in the day. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the, even the team, Waterford, came bottom of Munster. You know, yeah. they brought us down to the very last puck of the game. You know, that really stood to us that day as well. You know, the... Second half against Limerick and the last five minutes against Watford were always reference points throughout the year for us. If we showed, I know we didn't get the result against Limerick, but we did dig in and get, get performances like, and you know, it showed we could do do hurl hurl away under pressure like. Absolutely. And but just before that point go, they were rolling. Uh, when you were holding away there in the field of dreams behind the school in Flagmont with the, the cousins Ian and, and Keith and also uh, Shamey O'Donnell and a few others like that. 
could you in your head as an 11, 12-year-old envisage someday that you wanted this, you wanted to be part of something like this? Was it a dream you'd have had? Because it has come around fairly quickly. It's not that long ago. Uh, well, it's always a dream you have to play for Clare in an All-Ireland final, like, you know, but to be honest, I, I never thought that dream would come true, like, you know, so we're just living the dream now at the moment, to be honest with you. Fair play and to living the dream. Owen, as Ronan referenced the, the night below in Frowerfield, right? And when they came with a, a savage intensity towards the end, right, to get out of jail that night, really, was, I know the defeat against Limerick, but there was a significant shift in, in mindset that night after getting out of that game against Waterford because Waterford thrown everything, you know, as they were coming down with the... No, I know there was a savage breeze blowing to Gavin coming down here towards the road in, but to get out of that that night, you could get out of any tight corner. Yeah, look, that was probably one of the toughest games we've had, like, with the backs were against the wall, five minutes to go, maybe probably only two minutes to go, they got a goal. And, like, a lot of teams would maybe bow down and say, oh, here, OK, the game's drawn or whatever, we've lost the game. But we didn't. We stuck to everything that we've done all year. Puck out straight to Jamie, back to James, back to Jamie, up to Mark and over the bear. And we won it then, like, and I think we got, we got a sense of, like, I don't know, like, the resilience and the confidence that we had before that, and we got it back, and we learnt a lot and just bounced on then. And there was no panic, like, you know, in fairness to, to Mark in the goals, he, poked it, he went for the, 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 the old reliable out to the wing and back and up. Do you know what I mean? It was tried and tested. But to do it under the, the pressure of that, where you had to get a win, you know, I know, as it turned out, you want to get through, but you didn't know that at that time. You know, to get the win was, you know, really important. And I think it put even more belief into the group that was, you know, even though there was belief, it even gave you more belief again. Yeah, look, any time you win by a point, you get belief, and especially with Watford, like, they had to win that game. Like, they threw every single thing they had at us, and we were still able to get over the line. And it just shows, like, just everything about the group that we have. Like, when, I, when, I, when our backs were against the wall, we fought and we fought. And look, throughout the championship, we showed, like, we showed them qualities. And it's just, it's just amazing, really. And, and Owen, just something that was different thing about the final uh, last weekend, we'll say... Senior players is different. They've, they've grown up. They've got used to it over the years. But as, as seventeen-year-olds, to play in front of what, nearly thirty thousand people there in Torlis the last day, a huge atmosphere with the four coaches involved. Are you aware of, of the crowd? Or do you hear them, or is it just focused on the game? And it doesn't matter if there's one thousand there or thirty thousand. You know, for, for a player like yourselves at age group, what does that feel like having the crowd there like that? This was for the first maybe thirty seconds after you went out the tunnel. It's kind of surreal, like looking looking around, seeing the. The, st- the stands packed like yeah. sure all the other games we've only had a couple thousand there it was a massive difference having even the terraces there as well and we were coming out to hear the roars of come on Galway and all this like in, in our terrace but look after about a minute or two you've you've had zoned out and you're ready to play like during the game you wouldn't take any notice at all so look it's 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 what we'd say it's an it's a non-controllable like you can't control who's going to be there yeah. and how many's going to be there so you, you just have to focus on controllable so we can control and that's that's what we did you certainly did. Yeah, because that was one of the questions I was going to, to ask you on just how, as young men, dealt with that kind of occasion and that pressure. But you, you've, you've answered the question there yourself. And like I said, it just demonstrates the level of maturity that you have. And when you're referencing the Waterford game as well, that you trust in each other to follow the things that work and that you've worked on in training. It's a great credit to yourselves and to, to uh, Bach and uh, Ducky Maloney and all the rest of the lads involved with you. But the hours in the field, and the training really did pay pay, fr- pay fruit on the on the on the biggest stage. It was probably the best performance of the year, though, wasn't it? Last last Sunday, yeah, yeah. from a quality point of view, everything really did kind of 
go according to plan, I guess. Yeah. Even apart from the goals at the start, maybe, but other than that, you kind of bounce back from that and you trust the process then. Yeah, but yeah. we have a lot of uh, work done with Paul Flanagan and the Clare Seniors with, uh, in terms of sports psychology and kind right. of things like that. Uh, in terms of controlling what you can't control and forgetting about what you can't control, it's uh, like a crowd or whatever. And he's been very beneficial throughout the year now in prepping us for games and getting us ready, you know, things like that. Good. Mm. Owen, look at every all the talk last Sunday was going in was yourself and, and uh, Nyland who was going to come out on top. Now we there was no doubt that he wouldn't let your boots and they proved it. They proved it last Sunday. It was who was going to be player of the year. There's no doubt about that. Who was going to be the player of the year? There's a a, a, a non contest, right? Did you feel any extra pressure going into the game or do you just cut that all? Obviously, the management had probably told you stay away from all that, concentrate on your own game. Yeah, look, Donald came up to me, he would have come up to me when the, the last training we had before the match and he just said to me that you, you're going to be on an island. And I said, OK, look, it's just another game, like another player. He just said like he, he could score a goal in the first minute, he could score three goals in the first, first five minutes like, and just keep going, keep doing the same thing I've been doing. I didn't worry at all, like he's... He's he's 17 years old. I'm under 17. Like we're both, we're both the same same go. And there's there's no point in worrying about who you're marking because you could be marking anyone. Like yeah. so, just lads, in the week build up to the game, that was an individual issue with, with him. And I, I knew you couldn't be afraid of or, or worry about that side of it. But how when you weren't together during the week previously, like when you weren't part of the group as meetings or training or whatever, how would you pass the time at home or you know how would you spend that week? Because it has to be in your mind nearly full time when you're awake. And even to get sleep and that, was there something in your head all the week? Or were you able to do something else to forget, kind of forget about the game for a little while when you weren't in the group together? Well, it usually would be in your mind, but like as Ronan was saying about like Paul Flanagan, like, he would have told us like, just don't don't worry about the matches. Like, don't think about it. Like maybe 15 minutes before before like the day, like the day before the game, just think about like scenarios that could go on yeah. and that. But like you try not to think about it. Just go about your your daily life. Do do the usual stuff you'd be doing. And just worry about the match when it comes to it, and just be focused. Like, be, but not be focused too early. Yeah. Be focused, like in the dressing room. Just get your focus on, and just like there's no point in worrying about it. There's no point in getting too excited because it's only a match at the end of the day. But it must be long weeks, you know. When you, when you have, what do you actually do? What did you run? And what, how do you pass the time during the week? You know, did you, work, did you do work for the father at home? Yeah, we, silent we or a few tests we doing in school and things. Oh, that's that's like that's you go right, yeah. <laughs> we were busy out. Yeah, that was good though. Yeah. In a sense, not that, not that you can't taste too good, I'd say, but it probably was a distraction, yeah. And in fairness to yourself, Ronan, you know, the, the, the first ball that came into Rabbit caught it in a goal, and that was the last we seen of him. You know, you just tundered into the game after that. And one of the fine things I, and I, I've said it to many, that I take away from the match last Sunday was, you were injured going for the ball when it was coming down, right? You were injured before you went to that ball. And to throw yourself full pelt into it, Guess you're knowing it's that you probably weren't job. going to be getting up again afterwards, it was a fair sign of, of, of you know of yourself and what it, you know what you what you meant to the team or what you've done for the team. But did you know going down that you were in fair trouble? Yeah, I was just sprinting out ahead. I think it was on uh, Burke at that stage. He come in. Uh, I was coming out in front of him anyway, and it's just like there was a pop in my hamstring or something, and there was a needle thrown into it or something anyway, a sharp pain. And I was five yards on away from the ball, so I jumped at it and swung the hurley at it. Uh, luckily it fell to Matty mm-hmm. there in the middle of the field because if your man was in for a goal anyway, if it didn't stop it, so, you know, if it was the last thing I could do anyway, it helped the team anyway. On of all the matches they went through, obviously, the Sunday was obviously the most enjoyable, but was, did you feel comfortable all the way through that you were going to pull it? You know, they were never, they never really came, you know, looked like pulling it off. Were you have the same mindset? Or, yeah. Was it just concentrate and keep going to the final? 
recently. No, I think we we had that bit of swagger about us, that bit of confidence. Like like two goals went in us early, but like you you know the games like if a goal like I remember the f- the first time we played Limerick when the goal went in, I was very nervous. Like when that goal went in, I was like, oh here, what what are we in for here? But like when two of them went in against Galway, I was like. I just did, didn't worry about it at all. Like we were putting over points, and they couldn't. That's all they were doing. Like they, they got two goals, but they couldn't back it up. But like we've some, we've some amount of confidence in everyone. Like and in our style of play, and it just it works for us. Like and the work rate in a, in hot conditions last Sunday was unbelievable. I'd love to see the stats. You know what, what they were or the G, the GPS as we call them uh, afterwards, because the work rate and the amount of running, the likes of you mean uh, Ron and Kilroy wing for. Like he's like a Joris Bunny, like you just turn yes. him on and off he goes, like do you know until and the best he does never seems to run out, do you know. But yeah. everyone yeah. played their part last Sunday. Even subs coming in, you know, if you don't work on this team, your history. I mean that's the way it is. Yeah, look, we we do have a very strong panel though. Like you you can use twenty players. We could probably use all thirty four. Like with, with some serious like talent there, and like there isn't much between the next lads up. Like if you if you like if if one went down injured like he did, like we'd lad step up and just. Do the same job, like, and it's it's great. It's great to have that, like. Now that you're All Ireland champions, you know, back to the back to the club scene, and you're there to be mapped now at this stage. But you know, what you've done, you don't realise on what you've done for the people, younger for the younger people. You know, you're the new heroes. Okay, next Sunday they'll be the older lads. But for the younger lads going up, like, there's lads going around today saying we're going around there, yeah, this evening, on Gunning and, and Ron and Keane. You know what I mean? And that's that's the level you're at at the moment. It will take a while for it all, or has it sunk in already, Ronan? Uh, I'd say it will take another few days and you to sink in completely, like, just uh, between winning the final whistle and coming back into Broadford, the amount of people there, the amount of people in Ennis, you know, just looking for pictures and autographs like it, yeah. it's it's hard it's to believe thing. really it's a thing like do you know and what would be great about when you go back to your club training with the lads back at the club you know the lift you'll give to them now because they're all lads be hurling with you in the club and hoping to take a ball off your tour or do something and the fact you're all in the middle of now will, will lift them up as well so you know I think that's the fantastic thing that what they've done for the clubs, I know I'm in the Clare jerseys around them and they were playing for Clare brilliant management etc etc but I think and particularly for the smaller clubs, maybe Six Mile Bridges are used to have a lot of county lads and a few other big clubs, but maybe Bradford, Kilhina certainly haven't many. We will claim Bucky Maloney from 1914, Ron. I think you're, you're <laughs> the next big thing, I think, since Bucky. Bucky Maloney. I know Mark and Mark and Alan Mack had Alan Mills there as part of the squads before, but uh, uh, yourself and Bucky now, the two, the two of me, I mean, Bucky was there in 1914, one in Ireland middle. You could own it was a tremendous honour, you know, and there's no doubt you're a leader on the field with the way you play, you know, you just lead by lead by example. But a tremendous honour for you to be captain and you know, for your family and of course for uh, the green and, and, and gold of Bradford. Yeah, look but it's it's not just about me, like it's about me representing all the lads, like every one of them is a leader and just it's a privilege like to be to be asked to be captain of a team and it's 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 great to be representing like my family, the club, the school, like all the teammates as well because Look, it's, it's an honour. It was an honour to be to be captain this year, and just to be accepting the trophies on behalf of him. It was amazing. Like. And as you said about accepting the trophy last Sunday, I wasn't aware. Although you said it, Kevin, you were aware. Um, I, I couldn't believe it. No speech after winning the All Ireland final. I said, "What's one going at at all here?" Like I said, "Where's he gone?" You know. And then it turns out that you weren't allowed to make a speech. Yeah, look, that's the way they've won it. They've done it for the past like, years. I wasn't even aware myself that there was no speech. But I, I was going up ready to say a speech, like, <laughs> and he told me he told me that the new regulations are there's no speech, and 
I was like, all right, so and I, I asked him, could I say? You got you up the banner in. Yeah, I asked him, could I say one thing? But he was, he was if he was like, okay, well, what are you going to say though? And I was like, okay, I just want to say up the banner, and look, that was it. Couldn't, couldn't stop saying that anyway. Yeah. Oh, and, and I we spoke about you and after the Munster final. You know, with family meeting, family in the field. It was great to see you even before you went up last Sunday. Fingers came across the field as quick as he did in '95. <laughs> uh, your own clicker, you, you know, to to, to congratulate mm. you as you and of course, Mammy was only interested in how the hen was, yeah. you know, but. It is great to have family and, and all around you there on that okay, you know, to, to share the moment. Yeah, because it's great to have them there. Like it's like you do it for them, you do it for your family and to be going home and getting the congratulations and the best luck even before the whole the best food. The best food, yeah. <laughs> and all the driving they've done for us as well, like the parents. And I never even thanked them but like, like you did. You brought home the All Ireland trophy. Right. In there. <laughs> <laughs> the presentation the the like that, you get a chance as well. No, whenever they present the middle seat and, and, and all that, there'll be some function. Yeah. You can you can do all that again. And I'm yeah. sure they know it anyway. Same yeah. for Ron and the family. Big thing for for Ron as well. The, the parents and brothers looking after him and bringing him everywhere. And yeah. I just having him up there on the beach at home and back in the house as well. So you could have one from the might say when you were younger. But it is important, Ron. The family it means everything, don't it? At the end of the day. I I'd say my father's still on a high from it anyway. And correctly yeah. so. 100% entitled to be one of the first people I met now uh, was him on the field and Seamus as well I met him I must have hopped the fence in the first place right but uh, no it is special like in fairness to me meeting the family on the pitch like it, as so. Owen said it's what it's what you're putting on the jersey for to represent uh, your family and your club and just the people you know like Owen look at on the minor days are over now it's only 20s and, and, and seniors to come and it's only much sooner will happen later you're going to be appearing on, on, on doors anyway you know but I presume that's the, the plan senior hurling for Clare we have a Munster final next Sunday give it a couple of years maybe even next year you'll be probably lining up with some of these lads yeah look that's what you dream of like when you're younger you dream of like playing Clare so you're senior hurling and like every young lad like not only the lads that are on our team but every young lad that's ever going to Clare match just wants to put on the jersey and that would be the, the ultimate honour and like, you've a lot of, we've a lot of hard work to do yet like we're not we're not we're probably not even halfway there, but we need to knuckle down all of us for the next few years and make twenty team first, and then hopefully we can push on to make a senior team. Ronan, well, you'll be of the same mindset, you know. And of course, you missed out, you, you had to, you missed out a year through cruciate injury. So to be in the position you're in, it, it, it took great dedication and great work from you. You know, you know, your ability was always second to none and is second to none. But it took great work from you to, to come up to that level. In probably half the time, the device did. Yeah, but, you know, winning, as Owen said, the, the main goal is to just try drive on now uh, to break onto a 20s panel or a senior panel, maybe, if, if that comes around. But just winning, this shows the talent is there, like, and it's hard work for now will probably benefit us in the future, like. And probably the hard work is only... It's only, it's only beginning. It's only, only beginning. Yeah, look, we've a lot of hard work done, but as you say, a lot more to come. And, look, we look forward to getting the work done, yes. Before we let you go, Les, right... Next Sunday, the small matter of the Munster Senior Final. You know, experience that's all Ireland medalist that you are now at this stage. Clare and Limerick, how do you think it's going to go or what way do you, what way do you think it'll go? Oh, it's, it's going to be a serious battle anyway. Any time Clare and Limerick play, there's, there's fireworks almost. And look, I, I think we have a great chance anyway. Like our, our team's been playing well this year. And it was opposite to Limerick. Limerick have been a bit off. And I think going into Limerick now, I think Clare will be well up for it. And we've already beaten them there once this year. But they'll need a big performance. Like They'll need to get everyone playing well. Everyone working hard, and I, I definitely think they can do it anyways. Ron, are you of the same mindset? 
Uh, are you fit? Because there's a problem with the fullback. I was about to say, Cleary would be a big loss for Clare now, right? And some of the Limerick boys, uh, Hegarty and Galland, are starting to hit a bit of fire, so I think it'll be a serious game now uh, next Sunday. And was Clare playing well, like, since the, the blip the first day against Tips, so I think very, very close game now. Would you have gone into Limerick to play him again? Uh, I'd say so, yeah. Like, I. Going down to Cork is there's a hassle really like to get to get a, like a clear crowd to go down to Cork it's it's not great but look Limerick is it's obviously their home ground but like there be there would just won't be Limerick people there like it'd be a lot of clear people there as well and I think there'd be pressure on Limerick as well playing in the Gaelic grounds like to to live up to it and to to lift the Mick Mac cup inside in the Gaelic grounds but I forgot that good man yeah yeah but look Clare will be licking their lips at the chance to beat them in the Munster final in Limerick yeah. Ronan, the Clare Miners, as you said, Munster and Ireland champions, Clare under 20s, very unlucky not to be in Tullas last Sunday, it would have been a great, a great double to pull off. Cork, you know, what did you think of the Cork 20s last Sunday? Uh, I know you might, what did you see, half an hour of it maybe, so if more. Half an hour, but uh, it was evident, the, the size difference between the two teams was crazy, like uh, Cork, of serious, must have serious work put in, mm. in a de- developmental programme, but uh, just so as Clare, you know, probably left the game behind them against Cork, up four points so about five ten minutes to go and awfully were probably Cork were probably a good bit of head awfully so Clare probably the second best team in Ireland like mm-hmm. right just just shows the good work's going in under edge at the minute in Clare and that generally you know Clare Hurland is definitely on the rise there's no doubt about that ongoing definitely I'm going to give you a player to you you're my player to you by, by, by a country mile and I've no doubt that everyone else will, will, will row in behind congratulations on being the first Clare man to captain Clare to a Munster and All-Ireland Championship in, in the one the one year thanks. and thanks a million I know you're, you're wrecked after the <laughs> small bit of celebration you had well, well yeah. justified and thanks for coming in and talk to us here on Scarab Bay Community Radio and to you Mr Keane Ronan I know you a long time fair play to you a gentleman as always I went to school with your father you're a, a, a good bit ahead of him and thanks a million for coming in and congratulations to you on your Munster and in the middle as well and thanks for taking time to talk to us here on Scarab Bay Community Radio thanks a million thanks, 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 thanks so much, much. You're listening to Sportsline on Scarif Bay Community Radio, 88.3 and 92.7 in East Clare, around the world on scarifbayradio.com and on the TuneIn radio app. Sportsline is sponsored by Derek Credit Union. Kevin, I know the bodies are gone from us now, Owen and Ronan, but you can see from talking to them, their maturity beyond their, their young years and you can see why they have been successful. Absolutely, what impressive young men and so articulate and and such clear-mindedness as well is so impressive and I suppose I I should give a shout out to my own neighbour Emma Mulcahy as well who um, took to the field below in Turles the last and brought home um, an All-Ireland minor medal and Munster Championship medal to to um, Tulla um, last weekend. Um, I'd say he came on in every game at some stage. He came yeah. on, he, he started... Had, he, had, he had a part in every game, he yeah. He had a part in every game and he started a couple of, as well and I know he's very disappointed to lose his place as well. Yeah. And uh, even, I think, I'm I'm coming up in five, five and a half years in Tulla now and he, he, Emma only lives around the corner and I was in the Old Forge only a couple of weeks and I didn't spot it. There was always a little spark in him. He was always out pucking and, and uh, he got his just res- just rewards last weekend and hopefully that'll be the beginning of a bright career for him with, with Tulla and beyond as well in the years to come. Yeah, well done um, to him. Yeah, well so Emmett, just yeah. A, a shout out to Emmett. And Pat, you know, again, we, as we said off air to the lads, it's great to be able to follow a successful team, but even more important to even know lads, you know, from your own area, 
it makes it more special. Well, that's exactly true because as they were always looking maybe at the bridge and Clare Castle and Dura Bearfield and, you know, Kilmaley's and all the other big clubs having plenty of representatives. Clonara, maybe, you know, over the recent years, Cratlow. But, you know, smaller clubs out in the periphery like ourselves in Kilmaley, for instance, to have Ronan, obviously, is, is a fantastic achievement for the club uh, as well as himself. And then to have his two cousins, Ian uh, McNamara and... Uh, and um, Keith. Keith Smith as well in the 20s who are you know, whisker away from in the All-Ireland final as well that means an awful lot to a small club and I know I know people are 10 feet tall up in our area just because we have an All-Ireland middle one on the field even though Rowan got injured he, he certainly was always going to be a starter and, and a finisher of games as well so I think they have brought tremendous honour and I think people buy into that and I'd say the, the, the young lads up around and even the older people as well the pride they feel in this and there's flags in houses that weren't it wasn't the flags before over this and that you know that's down to Ronan and his fantastic achievement so it, it's great for us all to have you know to have that connection that you have a, a neighbour a club mate a young fellow that maybe you coached one time or was involved in or you know his family involved in, that's a huge thing and uh, we're delighted uh, I'm sure as Tola Aaron Broadford Aaron all the other smaller clubs as well and Kevin, you know, the, the Bradford chairman, John O'Brien, said last Sunday night, you were talking about Owen, and, you know, people, a lot of people will know Owen, that he's a, just a top-class hurler, can play anywhere. He's a fabulous forward, and is probably he's probably the best forward in the county. Yeah, uh, John, John O'Brien made, made sure to mention that to Brian O'Connell and the rest of the management team in Bradford last Sunday evening. He called out that the best forward that probably has ever come out of Bradford, which... <laughs> <laughs> some other lads in Broadford might question that but um, and, and they play him in the backs and it's hard for the Broadford lads to figure it out but yeah <laughs> but on Gunning he could play anywhere like what a, what a talent um, and, and it didn't stop him from scoring from cornerback uh, either no, that's, really no, exactly, that's true but once again thanks to the two lads and we'll now move on to the next segment of the show and now uh, we're joined on the line by Claire Echo a journalist a man head of sport and head of nearly everything in the Claire Echo but definitely the head of sport is a man very good to here on Scarab Bay Queen's Radio Parik McMahon Parik you're welcome once again thanks lads good Hi, to talk Parik uh, first of all what a weekend we had uh, captaining our an All-Ireland Minor Championship the first uh, minor team to win both Munster and, and um, All-Ireland Championships in, in the one year Tremendous boost for, for Clare Hurling and also, I suppose, a uh, proud day for Numerical Club having two representatives and, uh, and, and, and the winning pennant also. Yeah, fantastic. Um, fantastic occasion in Thurless. Great atmosphere to, for the lads, but a fantastic journey throughout the year. It started in the rain and the very wet day in Shannon, one Tuesday evening, um, with that win over Tipperary right. and then ended in, in glorious sunshine in Simple Stadium. And I think anyone that was in Shannon knew when they were leaving just the manner how the lads performed there was a lot of potential for something special to happen during the year um, and you know to go and win the, uh, the Munster and All-Ireland the first minor team to do it and to win only our second title and they did so in emphatic fashion against Galway like you know if you, if you look back on the game right Galway got the two goals in the first half but they didn't score from play a point until the 25th minute like and if you took those two goals out of it we would have been miles ahead at half time, um, just collectively a much stronger team than Galway in that game. Twelve different scores for Clare, um, and you know on top in a lot of sectors. Last Ronan Keane to injury, but you know just to emphasise the spirit of the the panel that was there didn't deter him one bit. Um, you know backed up by a fantastic management team um, and a an army of a backroom team with a lot of experience there and a lot of great service given to clear hurling down through the years and generations so um fantastic win and, and really puts us puts us on a high and, and in a great 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 headspace 
Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, Parik, before we get on to the, the Cena game, good win for the Clare Camogies up and down, a tricky assignment on Saturday. Good to get over the line on that one. Yeah, that was kind of billed as, as a game that was going to tell a lot with regard to the, the campaign. Like, if we didn't beat down, you were automatically almost confined to being in a relegation battle. So, you know, maybe a chance for them to throw the shackles off a bit and see what happens in the few games against Cork and Galway. Um, good result. They, you know, were in a comfortable enough position at half time, but then kind of left themselves a bit tricky position towards <coughs> the closing stages. I think got 1 5 without reply. Emer Kelly coming off the bench made a big, big impact. Nevo um, D had a great, great game as well. And Anya Lachlan got a goal that she'd been threatening to get. But um, yeah, a good a good start to the championship, a winning start. And hopefully the manner in which they, they came back to win it might give them a, a lift for two tough games that, that lie ahead from. Yeah, and, and Parik, unfortunately, even though it was a game to go, the Clare footballers, their, their, their season, the senior footballers, their season has come to an end. But Argyle uh, probably gave their best performance of the whole championship last Sunday up in, in Clonus. Yeah, a real pity that they gave the performance against Monaghan that they didn't give that against Donegal because if they did they'd have beaten Donegal and really set themselves up so it's a bit of a, a whimper you know that game against Donegal has really took a lot of wind out of their sails um, obviously Gavin Cooney left the panel after which was a bit of a disappointment um, to lose a player who had arguably been the best player in the club championship over the last two years um, but in fairness the lads responded and, and gave a good good account of themselves up in Clonus unfortunate not to get a result um, but like it's it's uh, it's a nothing game really for Clare. Uh, chance for Cullum to try out maybe a couple of different lads against Derry and Pierce Park now. I think it's on the seventeenth of June. Um, so a, a disappointing into a championship that had kind of started so well. Um, beaten Cork for the first time since ninety seven, and you were kind of hoping then things didn't go our way against Kerry, but you were hoping that we might see a response from the lads in the All-Ireland series that we saw when they got relegated from the league here this year. But regrettably, that didn't materialise and, um, you know, that's that's our lot. But I, w- I wouldn't agree with the narrative that some people would be saying that we're better off in the Telton Cup. I think I think the lads there have the ambition um, and, and it, was, it was actually refreshing to hear it that they were so disappointed and still annoyed over their quarter-final defeat to Derry last year because they believe there's more <coughs> there's more in themselves and that's that's kind of what we want to hear that we want to be pushing to get to that stage and possibly further so hopefully um, hopefully they can bounce back we'll see how the Derry game goes which, um, uh, hopefully bounce back Yeah and of course there's great hope that under 20 team that unfortunately lost to Kerry by the after extra time down into Lee so you know there's plenty of green shoots out there you know all is not lost uh, Parik No definitely and, and in fairness to Cullum he has a good chunk of that 20s team are all, are, have since that campaign ended have come in on the training panel um, they're playing matches against the lads inside and training and one or two are making the, the standby panel for match day like so in fairness Cullum has his finger on the pulse with regards to talent that's there um, and you know the lads have got exposed to it so they definitely have to build on that progress from the 20s but um, because look we, we, we want to kind of solidify ourselves as the best as the second best team in Munster that's probably um, an aspiration that's very achievable and then kind of see what happens from there but um, yeah we kind of need you know, the 20s was positive. We need more of those campaigns uh, to keep happening. The minors, not as positive, um, you know, for two years in a row, whereas the team that got to the 20s final had got to a minor final against Kerry, played in the Gaelic Grounds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, 
yeah, let's let's just hope they can can keep adding because Brian McNamara, one player from the twenties, is a real standout. So you'd hope, you know, that he might get a start against Derry and then a player like him to step up and possibly nail down a spot uh, in next year's league. And congratulations to Brian on, on making the team of the year for the you know Marvel's achievement mm-hmm. and, and making the team of the year for for, for the for the under twenties. Pollock, we have the small matter of the the Munster final on Sunday. A, re, a real real game to look forward to as always Claire and Limerick you really wet step like Pollock doesn't it yeah um, we're, we're kind of straight from such a high of uh, the minor at the weekend to, like I think we're kind of floating in the air with all the hurling talk that we're on a high from the weekend and then we're just salivating at the mouth with what lies ahead in the Gaelic grounds on, on Sunday it's, it's, it promises to be a fantastic occasion John Kiley has said earlier on, on Tuesday afternoon that he thinks it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere and a sellout crowd like we can see the the demand for tickets which is probably another debate mm-hmm. with regards to how that whole issue has been handled but um, yeah it has the makings of a fantastic occasion and Claire, Claire versus Limerick has never really disappointed when we look at this kind of generation of players like the likes of Dave McInerney have never shied away from Limerick um, during this rivalry like the teams that played in 2013 are kind of very different but yeah. like Limerick won the All-Ireland in 2018 and Clare were the only team to beat them uh, in the Munster series so like Clare, Clare don't fear Limerick even though they've grown into this green machine and yeah. Um, yeah, the makings of a fantastic contest And Parag did you raise your eyebrows any bit when you realised that Clare kind of opted to play against the Crowns? Um, didn't didn't raise the eyebrows. I was kind of in the minority that I didn't mind going to court. It was on in court, but um, it, I think in a way, it, it like hindsight is going to slip and we'll be praising Brian Lohan if it works, and mm. people will be giving out about him if it doesn't work. But it, in a way, it, it twists it and puts the pressure on Limerick to an extent that it's them in their backyard um, that have to deliver. Like if Limerick were to lose a monster final in the Gaelic rounds. Uh, there, there would be a few scares left, left on them. Um, I would think if if they didn't do it. Whereas, you know, Clare have no fear of playing Limerick in the Gaelic grounds. They've no fear of playing Limerick anywhere. So, uh, they they like the pitch. They've beaten them there. The only thing I'd say is it's my line on it would be it's difficult to come out of the Lions Den twice with a win. So, um, I hope hopefully we will come out of the Lions Den with a win. But um. It's going to be very, very tough, obviously. And it'll be a good, uh, solid game, and plenty of, plenty of uh, intensity and, and and hard tackling for a referee as well. Uh, Who will be a referee? But uh, it'll be a tough. You know, this is going to be a game. The referee will have to keep a very close eye on. Yeah, um, and and best look to Liam Gordon and his officials. Um, hopefully, he'll he'll do a good game. But like we saw last year's epic down in Perlis, John Keenan did a great game and heard of since, like, bizarre, well, bizarrely was trying to push into the referee wilderness um, mm-hmm. and didn't get a game for a long while so um, what we might test as a great game is not what Crow the Park. experts and the hierarchy in Crow mm-hmm. Park are looking for so um, yeah hopefully hopefully we're not going to be talking about Liam Gordon that's a good exactly. sign of, of, you know and that we'll, we'll be talking about the hurling and, and the quality of the game um, I suppose, uh, Parik, I suppose one question that we all have our lips and uh, throughout every Hurland supporter on Clare this week, Parik, will be wondering, will Cleary line out number three on Sunday and line up against Aaron Galan? I, I suppose the rumour mill has it that he will, and if it, if he is going to line out, it's going to be a huge factor, whether it's going to be a success or not. One thing that kind of hankers back to me is when Cody went with Shefflin and John Tennyson in our Ireland final many moons ago after doing their cruciate, and 
John Timpson got through the game and Shefflin didn't but um, I know it's a different part of the body but it'll be a huge factor I guess and if Connor yeah. do, if Connor doesn't line out what are other options are there we don't really have a huge amount yeah and I think you know I mentioned probably the greatest hurler manager of our era I think that's maybe the thing to do is is start Cleary and if he lasts five minutes he lasts five minutes whereas bringing him in you're you're taking the risk and we, we know it's going to be a massively physical game so not to say he should be wasting so bringing him on, but it would be if he's to come on and go off again. Um, so I think if, if he is available, which I'm hearing he's he's making every effort, which Connor Cleary would always do, he'd go through heaven and earth to, to make himself uh, available for the clear cause. So he's he's pushing himself very hard to, to get in. And, and as you say, that's the talk at the minute is that he possibly is, is going to be in. Um, were he not, the speculation was um, that Adam Hogan could be trialled, which, you know, despite he, he's, he's responded very well to the first round game, I'd be a bit nervy um, putting him in full back, whether it's on someone as crafty as Glenn or someone a bit more physical as Seamus Flanagan, whereas I'd have every confidence that Adam Hogan will be able to shackle Peter Casey from the off. And the, the other rumour, I suppose, or feeling that people are saying is that David McInerney could possibly go back, um, which, you know, we've obviously seen David has performed very well at fullback in the past, but I think he's having a great season at wingback, so it would be a pity to mm. to move him. But, like, you go back to the last day, Shane Amore came in, you know, <coughs> Mr. Versatile had never really played fullback before, but did very well in the clear fullback line. So there are options, but the only caveat um, is, like we saw last year's semi-final, unfortunately, with John Conlon, and we yeah. hadn't tried someone else out at six, so we ended up putting Paddy Fitzpatrick into that back line, having to rejig him in. It just kind of goes back to my old argument, and the management have done a fantastic job, but you have to have plan B and plan C, and we don't really... That's kind of why we're scratching as to what's going to happen. Yeah, the um, strength and depth is... Should, should use the lead to, to try who's plan B for full-back... Um, is, is what we should be doing. But. Yeah, and I suppose Parik, you know, on another day, Connor clearly would be would would be out in the half back line. But in fairness, to him he has settled settled into the full back line, and he really he really solidifies that that full back line and that defence. You know, and it will be an absolute huge loss if, if he can't make the, the start of fifteen on Sunday. Oh yeah, no, it would be, and Limerick Limerick would take a big lift off it, like we've seen. Uh, Connor has gone in and he's really grown into the role and matured into it. Like at the start, people would be saying his discipline or whatever, but the amount of freeze he's given away is very minimal now. Um, whereas when he was, I suppose, starting off in the role, he nearly had a yellow card got by the 12th minute, 12th minute or, you know, the first quarter of games, whereas now it's it's rare. I know he got one the last thing in his court before the injury, but he has really grown into it and he is a massive leader um, on the team. One of the most committed guys. They're all committed, I know, but but like Connor's work that he puts in outside of trainings is is off the charts. Like and um, you know, a very physical guy, a tough guy to be coming up against. And um, I'm sure Aaron Galan would be happy if he's not there because he's given him plenty of it uh, <laughs> over the years. Um, and, yeah, you know. But Parik, as, as sorry, as sorry. well as that, uh, Parik, you know, the referee, and we don't want to be talking about Dean Gordon. And as we said, we wish him the best of luck, and he's he's a very very good referee, but. You know, the fact of what happened the last day with Ghislaine and Sean O'Donoghue for the, the penalty or whatever, the so-called penalty, whether it was or it wasn't, you know, he probably he probably wasn't. But the referee is definitely going to have his umpires well 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 warned or, you know, they'll be well warned to keep an eye on everything in that square. And, you know, Ghislaine, he's a, he's, he's a good trickster. So you'd want the experience of Cleary uh, to be able to match that, that, that trickery. Yeah, I think so. Uh, on both counts, I think the referee Liam Gordon and his officials are going to be um, going to be keeping a closer angle on and 
possibly subsequently he's not going to get as much of the 50-50s as he would get in my opinion now that's only a, a prediction but um, Kiri is well able for him so I do think it's very important if he is if he is available like if Connor is only 50% I don't think we can put him in you know he has to be <coughs> mentally and physically some, you know up to it because it is going to be it is going to be a massive battle but like going back to Kevin's point we if we you know we start him whatever we we just have to you know have to trust in our management that they you know whoever's going to come in is going to do the job as well rather than if Connor, which we don't want, if he does go off injured, that things go down uh, a notch or two or seven. So we, you know, we just have to have the contingency plan ready. Um, because look, hopefully he does start because we do need him around the edge of the square in that presence. But um, we just have to be ready for all eventualities. And Parry, further up the field, could you see Kylie and Kinnear changing the habit of five or six games against Clare and putting someone to shadow Tony Kelly around the field like Kilkenny did with Mikey Butler and one or two other teams have done in the past? Because Kelly always seems to get a fair bit of freedom against Limerick, and uh, would you see that changing, or or Knerk and Kylie kind of stuck in their ways and how they believe they want to play? I'd say they're stuck in their ways uh, on that one. They kind of backing their players to be good enough, even though uh, I'm not saying that they're not good enough, but they haven't. Tony has always shown against Limerick, um, so I, I think they leave him leave him in the role they're in but like they're coming into this Limerick in a, in a different position really to last year's Munster final and other games that they haven't been playing well um, so like Limerick beating Cork and Waterford beating Tip was probably the worst series of results that could have happened for Clare like because yeah. you know Limerick have made a Munster final without setting the world alight they know that themselves um, I wouldn't agree with the kind of argument people put out that maybe the hunger isn't there in Limerick I think it's there I think they're a special group of players That'll be that'll be determined, but it's it's just going to be interesting to see have they been able to and will they be able to get their top players to the top form that they've shown. You know, Tom Morrissey, who's been very good um, since breaking onto the team, but hasn't always been their standout player, and he's been their best player arguably in this year's championship. By a so, long, by a long shot, yeah. You know, he needs the like the support and cast to grow at Hagerty and Keen Lynch, who are nearly the the staring roles uh, to get back to that for, for Limerick but um, it, it's going to be very interesting a lot of interesting matchups that we'll see but um, I, I would expect that they'll be stuck in their ways to an extent and leave Tony do what Tony likes to do which um, I you know we praise we praise the Limerick management a lot like they've got that one consistently around but um, we won't complain if they get it wrong again at the exactly. weekend and I suppose um, going back to the round robin game below Limerick against um against them I suppose the likes of Dave Fitzgerald had a monumental game that day on, on Kyle Hayes and probably a rare sight to see Kyle Hayes in the back foot for a good portion of that game we'll need the likes of um, Dave Fitzgerald to, to pick that up again and, and and repeat that performance which like you said earlier uh, Parik to go back into the Lions Den again and just to repeat that level and get that same result again it's going to be a huge ask and a lot of factors are really going to have to go in our way um, Barry Nash as well the same night was really on the back foot too but you could see him kind of flourish against Cork when he's given more space Dermot Burns is having a phenomenal season as well do you know they, they have a lot of trump cards the cream is rising to the top and it's going to be a monumental effort from Clare to get a result on Sunday please God they will definitely yeah like it's like we, you know we go back to the first round and Tigreary and people's uh, mistakes or the mistakes cost us but we have to remember as well David Fitzgerald was missing and he's an all-star player, and the yeah. lift he brought when he came back into it, as I said, Kevin, is, is huge. Like he's the phys- he has the physicality 
know, people have gone on about all oh, the Limerick have the physicality, but like the likes of David Fitzgerald, Carl Malone, Conor Cleary, yeah. David Matthews, people on through, they match them every single time. That's why they love playing Limerick. Like physicality doesn't become an issue for those type of players a lot of the time. Um, and again, we like that game, that round robin game. Ryan, Ryan Taylor got through a lot of work, so we're going to need that and more. Um, again, but like it's. As we say, the Limerick management have got a lot of praise down through the years, but it's it's going to see, will they learn the most from that round-robin game and kind of tweak things so it is. They're, you know, the Limerick players are going into this under pressure because they haven't been performing, but the Limerick management are going to be under pressure too to see, you know, are they going to match Clare physically but also change things so that Kyle Hayes isn't on the back foot and so Barry Nash, you know, is having the role that he has had in last season particularly, but... You know, if you go to Dermot Burns and his comments after the court game, I thought that was very interesting. Like, they're not short of motivation and, you know, they're they're in, a, in an unusual position in that some people are writing them off and questioning them, which mm. I don't think is legitimate. Like, they haven't become a bad team overnight. and um, But it is it's going to be interesting in terms of the sideline, who learns more. And, like, Brian and the management, will they throw a rabbit out of the hat and try something new? Uh, might, might, might be something that might happen too. And there's no doubt, though, uh, Parik, that Limerick are trying to use this siege mentality uh, tactic as, as great motivation that the whole place is against them and they're, they're being run down. There's no doubt that that is the the, the, the tank or the battle that the battle cry that they're, they're 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 chasing. Yeah, well, like that was evident. I think John Kiley came out and used BS or something in one of his post-match comments in, in Thurless uh, from one of the first days. Like so. Yeah, like Siege Mentality, Gerlach Nan used it 95 and, and everything like so. I'm not sure is Carolyn Currid not putting in as many hours that the sports psychology has gone back to the mid-90s <laughs> in their approach. But um, yeah, like whatever, whatever's going to work from. But I other people would say, you know, Limerick's panel, uh, is it as strong? Like that's what we're going to know come the end of this championship because everyone would say, oh, the Limerick subs, they'd make any other team. But like there's very few changes in personnel. Um, Graham Mulcahy came in uh, that yeah. game against Tip. And I would have thought personally he didn't. I got in an argument with a fellow from Limerick, uh, dispute, whatever, uh, saying I didn't think he was great, but he was defending him. But like, they're going back to the same old, same old for guys yeah, to come yeah. in. Like, Graham Mulcahy shouldn't have to be coming in. Like, there should be. Young my argument was Adam, yeah. Adam English should be ahead of him at this stage in the pecking order. Like, Carl O'Neill had a great game in that Tip game and then was bizarrely was going to be dropped until Keane Lynch had uh, picked up a knock in training. So. Um, like yeah, I think I think there's a lot of pressure on Limerick going into this. But on the flip side, like we really, really need to end that drought to '98. Like, there's been so many managements have come and yeah. gone, but like we'd really need to end that drought. There is twenty-five years we need that cup. But just that without Sean Finder, that full-back line looks less less formidable than it used to be. You know, and uh, maybe something clear will target in terms of looking for a couple of goals, maybe two or three goals in the game because. You know, Morrissey and we'll say Nash Gray going forward. Um, Casey, if he's in there, not just dominant English coming, rich English coming in. You wouldn't fear them. You'd imagine we'd have legs for them, or we'd have the, we'd have the hurling to create goals on them. You know, if things go our way, we get a good supply in. Yeah, like Sean Finn, I think one of the best defenders of this no era. Doubt. No, no and it, it's a poor, like to be honest, it's a poor championship that Sean Finn isn't in it. But like, if you look at this patch, I think you're right. If we can get goals, there'll be a lot of people lucky enough to get to, would get tickets in the in the un, in the uncovered stand. But if we can get goals, we can blow the roof off the match stand. <laughs> so it's about doing that. Yeah. But like, if you look at it as well, Richie English has got a lot more game time coming on as a sub in this year's championship than he's got since he was since he was a starter. True. So 
like there's lo- there's lots of things and I think if you could exploit them and it's going to be a big game I always have a great time for him and mentioning I uh, uh, hear last not to hit the hit my demographic but Mark Rogers I think yeah. great chance for him to you know light up the senior stage we've all seen his ability no no yeah. what, what he can do so great chance for someone like him to just let the shackles off um, you know and Peter Duggan a player I think who's been unfairly criticised a lot within player his work rate has been exceptional this year I found um so, like, we could just, you know, really, guys that maybe haven't we've seen Shane O'Donnell and Tony have been mm. standard bearers and, and, and setting the way, David Fitz as well, but we need someone, although they're not new, but someone else to step up and, and grab the headlines. But just on that, in relation to goals, I just have the table for the, the round-robin campaign 2023 in front of me at the moment, and uh, Limerick have only conceded two goals in the, cha- in the campaign to date, which is a testament, irrespective of losing Sean Finn in the in the Clare game, they still aren't conceding goals. We've actually conceded ten. I know five of them did, did come against Tipperary, so they don't they don't concede many goals. Though, wouldn't we all love to see Mark Rogers set the world alight on Sunday? Without a doubt, he's the potential to do it. But um, yeah, goals will be crucial. There's no doubt. Yeah, and like as you said, Kev, like we have conceded too many goals so far in this year's championship as well. So that's like we're saying, wouldn't it be great if we get goals? But Limerick are going to be targeting us for goals because yeah. it's been possibly identified as an area that we have, you know, possibly been weak. And if you look at the tip game, and not to look at the goals, but just look at how our defence was pulled out of shape. And like if if you're the Limerick management, you're going to look at what a team did to clear to hurt them, and that's what you do. Look at the role Noel McGrath had that. John Conlon was kind of caught a bit in, in no man's land and happened maybe once or twice in, in stages in the court game and then that just creates an ocean of space to for pacey forwards to go through and try capitalise. But like, you know, we've seen Limerick in the past have got goals of Kyle Hayes kind of bombing forward. I don't think that's going to ha- happen like just from the management that, that Clare have. Kyle Hayes is probably going to be met with a shoulder and planted um, yeah. and that's probably going to be a message that's been hammered home because Clare are going to have to match them physically and stop those runs but it's it's still maybe try if it is Cleary or if it's not Cleary I'd say a tactic Limerick will use is try and maybe isolate Gillan like they did you know that led to Sean O'Donoghue and the penalty which was was or wasn't but that's going to be a thing and that's how Limerick will try try get goals but it's just you know we probably have to make a decision do we not leave a man isolated then but you know are you robbing Peter to pay Paul because we've seen Limerick they're more than happy to get their high high point tallies of 25 plus so it's it's going to be an interesting one to see how the lads tackle that in one word party Claire or Limerick I sure have to say Claire Pat I'd say Claire I think they will oh, I hope Claire you hope Claire yeah we'll, we'll go in the full house that before the clock catches up uh, party there's also the small matter of the Leinster final uh, Kilkenny and Galway I suppose it's really the first match in Leinster there's really going to be a lot of questions asked and maybe a lot of a lot more answered. Can you come on in the back of that defeat to Wexford, which they didn't want to keep Wexford in the in the in the Lee McCarthy and Galway, a real Jekyll Hyde performance against Dublin in the last day. So we're probably going to know a lot more about those two teams after tomorrow. Yeah, it, it definitely will tell a lot. But um, you know, okay, the loser of the Munster final is probably going to get the less favourable draw. But like you, kind of have to question how much those two teams will have got from the Leinster Championship. You know, it's it's a bit hit and miss. You know, we saw Galway's game against Dublin, they managed to rescue it with a draw like but they they were poor for a lot of patches and has been inconsistent as Galway like to be. Um Kilkenny, as you said, had been going well in patches, but 
you know, we'll be we'll be disappointed uh, with the Wexford game. So again, it, it'll be it'll be interesting. It won't be a patch on the physicality and the drama that's going to be in the Gaelic grounds. Um, but a big game for both counties to try and make a statement with regards to to aspirations. I think I think Clare Limerick probably the two leading contenders for an All Ireland at this stage. But Sunday is a chance for Kilkenny and Galway to really put themselves. Uh, put themselves in the hash. And who are you taking to come out as champions tomorrow, Pollock? Um sure we'll say Kilkenny. Pat, who are you going with? Kinda go with Galway. I think she narrowly. I go Galway as well, yeah. Yeah, it's it does it, yourself, Leo? No, I'm going Galway myself to be honest about it. I, I have to I've been for Galway at the beginning at a championship so I can't I can't change in, in, in midstream. Pollock as always, the clock, unfortunately, the clock has caught up on us. It's good to talk to you here and, and get your views here on Scarif Bay Coombs Radio. And once again, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Thanks, that's great. Thanks See you, Park. And that concludes our sports and show here today on Scarif Bay Community Radio on 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM in association with our Credit Junior. My thanks, as always, to guests, our my co-presenter, Pat McNamara. Thanks to our regular analyst, uh, Kevin O'Regan. And thanks to our guest, Clare winning minor captain, Owen Gunning, and Clare winning fullback, Ronan Keane, and journalist, Parik McMahon. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we wish the Clare team the very best of luck as they take the field in the Gaelic Crowns tomorrow for the Munster final at a quarter to two. And all that remains is from me, Leo Dyle. Until we meet again, it's Bannock Day, August Lawn.